We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back into the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante, along with Eric Lammers, lead recruiting analyst for Penn State Rivals Network. Eric, you ready to talk some more Penn State football? I'm here. I'm ready, Jim. You know, we're going to talk about some running backs today, and that's one of my favorite positions, one position I kind of grew up on. Uh, Got my feet wet with that one, so I'm happy to talk about these guys today for sure. Fantastic. But before we get there, there's one recruiting news item that I want to hit on because you've talked about this over the last couple of weeks. We've been hitting the tight ends pretty hard. And there's another, well, I was ready to say a new name, kind of an old name, perhaps back in play. Um, Andrew Rapalia, who committed to Michigan, may be back in play for Penn State. Let's hit on him first. Yeah, Andrew's name was a name that we kind of were discussing a lot over at Nittany Nation amongst Penn State, uh, Penn State fans um, when he was kind of going through his recruitment. And we almost we targeted him as the next one to watch, right, as somebody that could be up next to commit. Knowing full well, though, that the Penn State still had, you know, two tight ends, three tight ends um, in the commitment class for the class of 23 already on the board. And when you look at that on paper, you're like, well, how in the world are they going to take four tight ends that are kind of labeled that way, right? Well, Penn State and all the other prospects just kind of wanted to work through some things on the back end and things that we've kind of talked about in terms of what position would they ultimately end up at, right? And Joey Schlaffer is the one that we've known for a long time that he's going to be that tight end body. Um, we've talked about that last week or a couple weeks ago is he fits in, right? But the other two, Neo Avery and uh, Mega Barnwell, where do they fit in and where do they kind of look at? And Neo most recently has kind of said he's now thinking defense. And if you recall, we've kind of talked about that. That is where he fits at the best with his size and speed and his length. So that kind of opens things up, right? Couple that with the fact that there's been some flux up there in Michigan, right? Not, you know, everybody's well aware of what kind of what's going on with uh, Jim Harbaugh and his contract and how he flirted with the NFL and things like that. But it's more so that what I'm hearing is more so the fact that they're kind of been moving around some of their position coaches. So um, I think it's Jay Harbaugh was actually the tight ends coach last year. He's now moving over to the defensive side of the ball. And just that alone was enough to kind of open up the window enough for Andrew to kind of consider his other options, take some other options, look who is he considering for. And we've talked about it. Penn State was high on that list before. I think he was almost he was you know very close to committing before he did end up pulling the trigger for Michigan. This allows him to kind of open things back up. So, yeah, he's going to take a visit on the 19th and 20th there at State College, and this is one to watch for sure because now that they've got the tight end kind of figured out and who's going to slot where, it opens up a little bit more space for him to kind of pair up with Schlaffer, and I like it. I like this one to watch. Now, he's going to also visit – I think he's going to visit Michigan again. He's going to visit Boston College. So this is not a slam dunk by any means, but this is definitely a name that we have talked about in the past and need to be aware of uh, in the near-term future in terms of does he join the 2023 class. Good news for the Nittany Lions, and Eric and I will make sure we keep on that over the next couple weeks. Now let's shift to what we were supposed to talk about today, the, the running backs. And there's three names that you have on the top of your list that are potential commits for Penn State. Let's start with the couple guys from Florida, two four-stars. Uh, Trayon Webb and Mark Fletcher are their names. Webb, a four-star from Jacksonville. Fletcher, a four-star from Plantation, Florida. 
Give us the preview of those two guys. Yeah, bigger backs already have that ready-made size for the college level that you're kind of looking for. A little bit different in terms of how they play the game, but they have that size that you're looking for that has uh, Juwan Sider uh, really excited, has him pegged them as kind of a couple of couple of the top backs on his board and he's really been able to hit it off in terms of a relationship with each that's been able to keep them kind of in the game uh, to this point because both of them have a lot of different options. Uh, Trayon Webb, like you said, he's the number 88 player in the nation right now uh, on Rivals. You know, he's an, We have him listed as an all-purpose back. I think he's just really more of a running back. You don't see him use his hands out of the backfield a lot on his highlight tape. He is a more of your upright uh, runner. You know who he reminds me of when I watch him. I mean, and you don't. I don't really like to throw out comps a lot, but he reminds me of Le'Veon Bell when you watch him play the position. Right? He's running with that upright style. He's bigger. You know, he's going to make things happen. He's got a. He's not a burner by any means, but it's weird when he gets out and he's running 90 yards, 99 yard touchdowns. He doesn't get tracked down from the back, right? And so he's got the ability to pull away from you. Um, so he's an interesting one. You know, he's he's powerful. He had 16 TDs last year. Um, he's going to take a, a June 11th official visit to Penn State, and that's a date that we need to be uh, keep in mind. Because to date, he's really been higher probably on Florida and South Carolina are probably two of the teams that are really sticking out in his recruitment. But really because he's had just such a great opportunity to visit both of those schools more so than he has, obviously, State College. So that June 11th official visit is something that we have to keep in the back of our minds. Uh, what happens from then? I think with Cider, it's, it's so unique because – he does such a good job down in South Florida, or in Florida in general, this is not South Florida, but in Florida, he's so respected down there that maybe he only needs one opportunity to get these guys on campus, right? And so having just that one chance to get Webb up on campus you know, could go a long way. So I'm very interested to see what happens there, how they combat uh, Florida and South Carolina. He's actually on his way. To, uh, he's visiting Columbia, South Carolina again tomorrow. So that relationship's kind of happening, but he's one that's very high. Uh, on the Penn State board and somebody that uh, we're going to be definitely watching going forward. Then flip that over to Mark Fletcher. Mark Fletcher, he's six foot, 225 pounds already as a high school junior. I mean, he has legit ready-made size for that college level, right? And so when you look at that, and he he is very interesting because he has such good vision and such good balance for that size. It's, there's a reason that you have you know the top schools in the country that are all coming after him. You know, I, I would fully expect, you know, he's, he's on his way to working towards a top four coming out here soon. I fully expect Miami uh, of Florida and um, Penn State to be two teams that are in that top four for sure. The other two teams, perhaps Alabama, perhaps Ohio State, um, finagle their way in there. But this guy is coveted by many. But Penn State and Miami have done a really good job separating themselves early. And it goes back to, again, uh, Jawan Sider and the relationship that he's built with Fletcher down there in South Florida. You know, there was a reason that Sider was highly coveted this offseason by schools like Florida State and Florida when they were, you know, redoing their staffs or building their new staffs. Because of the ties that he has down there, you know, he, he really develops a good relationship with these kids. And so these are two premier backs down in Florida that both think very highly of Penn State. So getting them on campus, continuing to build those relationships are going to go a long way considering or determining how, you know, are they that back in this class. Quick question on something you alluded to. Uh, Trayon Webb, Rivals has him listed as a, an all-purpose back. Has that designation of running back versus all-purpose back become obsolete? Yeah, I mean, much? I think usually when I think of an all-purpose back, I'm really thinking of a guy that's not like your typical three-down back, right, that doesn't have the potential to be a three-down back. I know that kind of defeats the whole all-purpose um, in front of that, but I'm really thinking when I think of all-purpose, more of your kind of almost like your scat backs, the guys that um, are going to be more, you know, get the ball in space, uh, jet sweeps, different things like that, not necessarily the guys that are going to line up traditionally behind the quarterback or next to the quarterback, and, and like I said, you can feed them three downs, uh, th uh, three times a, 
or on all three downs, excuse me. But uh, for Webb, he he is one of those guys. He's certainly going to be an early down back when he gets to the next level. I mean, he's got the size, the power um, to be in there on, on those early downs, those run plays. So yeah, I, I I would I would have to dig in more why he's got that uh, that all-purpose back tag. Um, but to me, he's just he's your typical running back. It gotcha. Now, the third name on the list, high for Penn State, high probability, is London Montgomery. He's a three-star running back out of Scranton, and he's listed at 5'10", 185. Give us your thoughts on him. Yeah, you know, this is a name that we've been watching closely ever since he started picking up some offers. Obviously, being there in in Pennsylvania, we knew that the Penn State staff had their eye on him. We knew that he really liked Penn State, right, just because he's taken multiple official visits to campus. And so anytime you have an in-state back, right, or in-state prospect at all, it always brings another level of uh, delicacy to the recruitment, how to handle it, right? Because it's not just something you can just throw out an offer. There's, you know, Penn State has over 200, maybe 300 offers out in the 2023 class. You kind of throw those out there, you see what happens, and go from there. But when you start offering kids that are from the state of Pennsylvania that have grown up maybe wanting to be a Penn State Nittany Lion or have dreams of playing there in Happy Valley, right? Things get a little bit more delicate, like I said. So they couldn't just be right quick to judge or quick to rush in to offer this young man because perhaps they had others on their board like Webb, like Fletcher that they were a little higher on and they didn't want to necessarily make that offer um, too early to take them out of the game with some of these other guys. However, what I'll say is Montgomery's a very good player in his own right, right? He runs the sub-11 100-meter dash. He's a little bit smaller. He doesn't have the same college-ready-made size as those other two guys, but He's a very good running back, very productive running back. You know, he's over 2,000 yards last year, over 30 touchdowns last year um, as, he, you know, as he's sitting there performing there at Scranton Prep. So he almost forced Penn State's hand, right? By, when you start picking up offers from Syracuse, from Boston College, from Iowa, from Virginia Tech, all these other schools start coming into Pennsylvania and offering one of these guys – it's going to make Penn State wake up, and they're going to have to do something. Now, how do they approach it from here? They extended the offer, right? They had him on campus back in late January. I thought they might offer him then. They didn't. They offered him. He continued to pick up offers, so they jump in the game. Now what happens? You know, I think what ends up happening is I think London's going to want to take some time. I think London's going to to get through track season, um, see what kind of happens, see what he runs. If he comes out in track season runs at 10-5, 10-6, he's going to have even more offers on the board, right? So he's, he might even now consider, you know, taking his time. And, but I ultimately, ultimately, I think that he will be a back in this class. I think he will play for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, I just don't know if it happens within the spring. I think you're looking at something happening more in the summertime with him when it comes when it comes to a commitment. But he, again, he's a very good back. He might be more of your kind of your all-purpose though. Get the ball out to him in space, see what he does just with that size and that speed. Whereas maybe he's not necessarily that, um, you know, every down back. However, with that size, with that speed, he could be a pretty nice complement to guys like Katron Allen and Nicholas Singleton in that Penn State backfield. And I haven't watched any tape on him, so maybe this isn't fair. But the one comparison, being a Pennsylvania kid with track speed, not as highly rated perhaps as national guys, that sounds a little bit like Journey Brown and the path that he took to Penn State. 
Yeah, I actually, and I think I've, I heard that recently when I was talking with somebody about uh, London Montgomery, about the comparison there to Journey Brown and how that all looks. And uh, I mean, I would have to go back and look at what kind of what you know Journey's uh, comps and his uh, film coming out, uh, what how that would comp to London. Um, but I, I, you're not the first person to kind of throw that at me and say they kind of remind each other, um, their recruitments remind each other, and kind of just you know everything else that's going on uh, has been comped to Journey uh, from a couple of people that I've talked to. The other part of this equation, and we know this has an effect at quarterback, but at running back, Penn State just brought in two very highly regarded running backs. What effect does that have, first of all, on will they take two running backs this year? And how about from the from the player side, do they kind of look at it and say, wait a minute, Penn State just filled up the room last year. Maybe I should look elsewhere. Yeah, I, I think maybe they're probably only looking at taking one in this class. That's yet uh, to, be, uh, to be determined. I think what it comes down to that is, like, again, the whole best player available, kind of almost like how we talked about linebacker last week, how that all works out, and if you have a chance to grab one of those top guys. Um, I will say this. It's different from the quarterback position from running backs, especially at the college level, don't necessarily mind splitting up carries, splitting up the wear and tear that they're going to take on their bodies, right? It's almost a selling point for some running back coaches to come in and look at the stable that we have for you. You know, we're going to get, we're going to use you right. We're going to get you the yards. We're going to get the usage. NFL already knows that Penn State produces running backs, so they're going to be there to find you. But in the meantime, while you're here for three to four years, whatever that may be, don't take all the lumps that you maybe would have to take if you have to go to some place and be the only guy there, right? Don't take the necessary unnecessary hits if you go to a place where you're the only guy. Come here, be a part of this big stable. The NFL knows what we can do, and then let's go from there. With running backs, there's only so much tread on the tire. You don't want to use it all up in college. Save it for Sundays. Eric, that is it for this edition of the show. Thank you so much for coming on with us, and thank you all for tuning in. Join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.